With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Good morning, good eve, afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 614. My name is Eric Nilsson, and with me today, I have my regular co-host, Matt Lungeth. Today is Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. Matt, how are you doing today? Eric, I am well. It is warm and getting warmer here in central Pennsylvania, as it is in many parts of the world. We have a very special guest on today, VMware's Chief Marketing Officer, Laura Heisman. But before we get to Laura, my favorite question, sir. How are you? How are things out on the West Coast? And what is the color of the bay? You know, we are having beautiful, beautiful weather in on the West Coast now. It's Silicon Valley, it is just uh, 75 degrees, nice, cool breeze. It's breezy, nice, sunny, sunny, beautiful. So we're getting some great weather. And if I look out on the bay, which uh, I did this morning out on uh, out of my walk, uh, it, it was a nice turquoise green, right? A little bit choppy because of the breeze, but it is absolutely beautiful. Um, so I'm excited today because Laura's here. We'll get to Laura, but first we should probably we do the news before we do the news Corey romero out in utah how you doing today hey eric doing well uh utah weather crazy as always but 100 degrees let's see last night on my walk at about 9 30 it was pouring rain and about 85 so uh nothing i can complain about it absolutely love it um v expert news so i've got a couple things today so vmware explore call for blogs so schedule builder is open and we always do a call for blogs when schedule builder goes out um, keep an eye in your email. That'll be going out later today. Um, yesterday's VExpert briefing on monitoring horizon using control up recording is now under events and opportunities in the VExpert portal, as well as in your email. Um, VMware Explorer US blogger pass results will be out this Friday. I do have a few extra passes that have not been allocated. If you are a blogger, an active blogger, please reach out to me. If you're interested in a blogger pass, you can reach out to me at C-R-O-M-E-R-O at VMware.com. Also, VMware Explore Europe Blogger Pass voting is being handled by the VMware Europe team. Um, Myself and the team will keep you updated and posted on the results. And then tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Pacific, we have a VMware multi-cloud briefing specifically for VExperts with Dave Wolpert. Um, It's going to be a technical overview of what we talked about for our multi-cloud uh, briefing. So we're going to go over that in deep dive. It's going to be only about 30 minutes tomorrow. So uh, but it'll be great. It'll be quick and technical. Um, v expert application appeals have been completed and the results are also in email. And last is V expert second half results were released on July 17th. So to see a list of all the V experts, you can go to vexpert.vmware.com slash directory and you can see all of the V experts as well as the sub programs and the V experts in those sub programs. So that's what I have for VExpert today. All right. Thanks. Corey, what's our count up to now, just out of curiosity, for VExperts globally, given the recent second half announcement? Just under 2,600. 
amazing. Nice. Congratulations nice. to all the new war awardees for the second yes. half. I yes, know that uh, back in the day when we started it uh, 15 years ago or maybe 14 years ago, we had like 30 and Microsoft MVP program had, you know, 2000 and we're like, oh my God, 2000, how are we going to ever get there? And it's like, you know how you get there? Hard work and a lot of years, right? That's how you yeah. get there. Now we're I think when I took there. it over, it was 230 and change. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Matt, tell me, be psychic. What is the big news that happened Monday and Tuesday? with regard to explore schedule builder has opened. drum roll drum roll schedule builder is open and uh, i'm super excited about that and everybody we else should 39 be days away so the right. sunday you know of vmware explore week so this is now we're in we're in full tilt season i'm sure that we'll be seeing several announcements and of course we had the content catalog out there for folks but now let's get in there and schedule those sessions that you were able to browse through and get yourself registered uh, for those individual uh, sessions that were at the top of your list. Yeah, and uh, let me tell you, if you're on the fence, right, and you're, you know, you're, you're on the fence. Let's just say you're on the fence, right? Everybody's on the fence, especially nowadays with everything going on, lots of lots of stuff. If you're on the fence, I would say that I heard today that VMUG is going to be doing their t-shirt stamping. So remember how you could go to VMUG and get your custom t-shirt made? And that was like, there's super long lines uh, in 2019 when they did that. So they're going to do it again. It's going to be uh, on the show floor in the expo hall. So excited about that. So if you want to come get your custom uh, Explore t-shirt this time, this is the time to do it. Go do that. Also, we've got, I'll just do a shout out to myself before we get to Laura, one last news item. Um, the code labs have been scheduled. You can go into now. We've got them running all three days. Uh, the Intel Nook Home Lab with smart sensors. So we're going to be giving away smart sensors. I ordered like several thousand smart sensors, so we'll have them there. If you come engage with us, uh, you'll get a smart sensor. We're going to have Intel Nooks all set up, taken apart, so you'll learn how to do your home lab. And then Bill Roth, thank you, Bill Roth, has got uh, uh, Tanzu running on the Intel Nooks, so we will have uh, his lab also is running, my lab first, his lab second, all day long, all three days. Uh, you'll learn how to get in, uh, Tanzu running on a $110 Intel Nook. So no one that comes to VMworld should not have a reason to have uh, Tanzu running at home, learning, learning Kubernetes, learning that sure. those YAML file and edits, everything. Absolutely. Going to be a lot of fun, and of course, everybody's heard. If you signed up, uh, Corey didn't mention this, but the the Intel Nook uh, gift. We're not doing a XPX for party this year. We're just doing the gift bag. We're giving everybody an Intel Nook. If you're in the VXPort program, we've actually been saving money for this for like uh, at least a quarter to get that to happen, and we got NetApp to help sponsor it. So everybody that comes to VMworld that signed up will get an Intel Nook, and you can come by the labs and learn how to put tanzu on it so if you're a v expert absolutely no reason not even the 110 dollars reason not to that and if you're on the fence go reg come i guarantee you we're gonna have a lot of fun with that with that with those labs and that program and with that i would say let's get on with the show so laura heisman thanks for coming on the show i think you're the only top executive we've ever had on the show by intention uh people tell me i know ragu have ragu and i'm like no you have to be community and so laura i know you from github we'll get into that but we always start the show with 
tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in the industry? And, you know, how did you get here? What does your career arc look like? Uh, we'd like to just to get to know you and we'll ask you some, some questions about that. Well, thanks, Eric uh, and Matt. I feel honored knowing this. So I appreciate you having me on today. And uh, you sold me for all the reasons to go to VMware Explorer. Uh, so a little bit about me. Uh, I've been in the industry 20 plus years. No one ever actually wants to say the real number. And um, it's it has been a great career. I am I am California based. I've always been California based. You can call me a California girl. Uh, and started my career in musical instruments. Um, ironically, I play no musical instruments, so uh, I learned a lot about the industry, but still have no musical talent whatsoever in my blood and uh, learned about technology essentially from there. I mean, musical instruments are in essence technology and found a passion for technology and eventually made my way to Silicon Valley because that's what you did to be able to get deep into technology and had a blast working on everything from startups to very large companies throughout my career, everything from consumer, enterprise, um, developer marketing, all of the above. And it has been an incredible journey to see the highs and lows of the industry, right? We're talking yeah. again about what's going on right now with lots of chatter around what's the pandemic and recession and those things that are just world topics and have, have weathered through it all and um, supported teams and supported customers through it all and uh, had the great opportunity to be at GitHub before I joined VMware learned a ton about community, a ton about community, and the passion around community uh, with my years at GitHub. And it really, I think, led me here to VMware. And just absolutely thrilled. It's been about five months now, and it's been a great journey already. I got to say, there's a couple things in there that is interesting. Most of us, it's funny when we talk to community members on the show, when we we listen to their career arcs, you would be surprised how many of them. I would say 40% of them have a musical background, right? There is really? something about guitarists and pianists and violinists and celloists and that that end up ended up in tech, right? It is a Matt. Don't you don't you agree with me? If they don't play a musical instrument themselves, they're heavily involved and have a passion for music across a wide range of spectrums. They, they could be a DJ. They could be someone that loves to go see live performances. It seems like music is a commonality within the IT space. The, the other... Yeah. The other common one is that many don't end up finishing college because they ended up in a band or they ended up in some you know place where they had really gotten into their music, but then kind of burned out on it and then found their way into tech. So it's also an interesting scenario where you you see this kind of grassroots movement of tech tech enthusiasts that that come up through the community, which is fun. Um, so that sounds good. I got to do one more shout out, which is you also spent quite a bit of time at Citrix. I did. I right, did. Right. I was at Citrix for almost 12 years. It was a great run while I was there. So uh, you, you got an opportunity to compete and listen to all the marketing coming from VMware. What was your perspective from having to deal with VMware for all those years? Yeah, it's funny. I talk about the fact that I spent almost 12 years competing against VMware and I'm a very competitive person. And yeah, there were things that VMware was doing at the time that um, were great moves for VMware and weren't great for Citrix. Yeah. 
and uh, and it it was very eye opening. But when I left Citrix, there was no way I could have come to VMware. Too much competitiveness in my blood to think, oh, I'm going to go to the other side, right? People call it going to the dark side, the other side, whatever sure. it might right, be. Right. And uh, and so I did a complete change. I just left and I went into the developer community world. And it, it opened my eyes after that of what is the possibilities with everything VMware. Everything that we're doing, um, have been doing, have been excelling at. The things that I couldn't say when I was at Citrix because you didn't want to admit to them, to then join the company and say, oh, yes, VMware has just risen above and has really excelled in so many areas, really making champions out of so many of our customers for so many years. Um, I'm really differentiated from when I was at Citrix um, and great years while I was there. Yeah. I thought you had a little bit of overlap with Submit at the same time, right? I, I mean, Submit prior... Yep. Submit and I worked together years ago. Uh, and so, and, and not just Submit. I mean, there are, I can't tell you like my first day on the job, the number of emails or Slack messages or Teams messages that I got because uh, we use it all. And it was a welcome from Exitrite, welcome from Exitrite. And the it's great, it's great knowledge that people, great pace, uh, base, great culture that all also came to VMware. And so there is a lot of overlap with people or people that were just involved with Citrix and so welcoming even when I came on board, but just the, the knowledge base as well, the history of how the industry grew up. And I'm going to share with you this funny little story real quick. Back, oh gosh, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 25 years ago, I was in a room with Diane and her husband Mendel, uh, yeah. as part of a uh, PR agency I was at working on a stealth company that was going to be going live that they had founded. And it was VMware. And I wasn't there very long. But I mean, my history with VMware goes back 25 years. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, it's amazing. I started early at uh, VMware and I have that one story, which is I didn't know Diane Green, but I work with Ragu. Ragu had hired me and Ragu went, oh yeah, go get a projector over there at the office. And we were still a small company. And I walked over to what it was the admin desk and there was this woman standing next to the administrator desk for I don't know whose office, right? And she's just kind of slumped there, kind of standing around very nonchalantly. And and I stood and I didn't know who she was. So I didn't want to ask, like, could you get me a projector? I didn't, I just kind of looked at her and she looked at me. She goes, do you need something? And I went, I'm looking for a projector, but I don't, she goes, oh yeah, here. And she reaches down under the admin, gets it and says, here, yeah, because we were small, all the rooms didn't have projector. And like, okay, I go and I have a meeting. Two or three days later, um, me and Ragu are going to go sit in Diane Green's room to talk about Wikipedia, Wikimedia and building a wiki for design patterns for VMware, blah, blah, blah. And me and Ragu go in and, and Diane's going to come in and in comes the frumpy, you know, kind of like woman that I had luckily didn't say, are you the admin? Get me a projector. Right. Cause it was her. So yeah, there is it's a long time ago, a lot of history there and you know, the industry always changes. So with that, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit. One of the cool things that, you know, I thought when I first met you and why you, I think you're on this podcast is that you did spend time at GitHub and they are a giant community, that whole company 
company is just a giant SaaS community of engineers. What did you learn there? And, you know, how do you think you can bring some of that to benefit VMware? Yeah, I mean, GitHub is an incredible community. It is a community. Uh, when you think about a lot of companies today, especially enterprise software companies, it's about the product. And GitHub is, it's the culture, it's the community, it's the product, it's everything. Right. And the focus is on the developer every single day for every decision that is made. It is, is this the right thing for the customer? And when you say customer, you mean developer. And everyone rallies around the success of the developer from having to deal with how to help them be more productive and deal with the things that they don't like to do every day, which many people don't like to do, have to deal with many things every day and just want to do their work, to helping them with legislation that's that could potentially hurt what developers do, or to what happens within communities um, that are being challenged. Let's just talk about Ukraine. Like, how do you support developer community in Ukraine? There are things that everybody rallies around, whether you're an employee at GitHub, whether you're a developer uh, that's on GitHub, uh, whether you are just a, a hobbyist that tinkers, but is still enjoying how to learn to code. And that is what you learn from being part of that community. I loved every minute of it. And it truly taught me the obsession with customers essentially because it's all about customers so no matter where you are what you do how you're involved and so many people listening here are part of a community it's helping each other out and that is what is so important and what makes us do great work and you take that to vmware and it's part of why i come here is because um, vmware is a community in itself and uh, is a growing community and we have new communities that we're um, always bringing on and it's thinking as one community and getting everyone with VMware and all of our customers and all of our loyalists and all of our community all together and focusing everybody there because that's who makes us successful is the community that is part of using our products being part of our events all of that and so every day I started my first day on the job, um, and, you know, with a, okay, everybody write it down. Like we are customer obsessed. And that I was, I really learned that from the GitHub community. Laura, to that end, you know, is part of the VMware ecosystem partners has been a large part of that community engagement, right? Not only through our direct model, but through the partners as well. And within the, the last few years, and especially uh, as, as of late, SaaS and, and subscription services has been a push for VMware as a whole. How do you see partners fitting into that model and helping us to evolve our SaaS and subscription offerings? Yeah, let me start by saying like when I think about community, partner is absolutely part of our community. Uh, and you asked my, the question earlier about my days with Citrix. I learned there the importance of partner and, uh, and it's even more so at VMware. 
And as we go through this transformation, and we've been going through it for a number of years of moving to SaaS and subscription, our partners are a key relevant to us. It's They're an extension of us. Um, they may not have VMware on their business card. It doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, but they, they're all a part of us. I love every conversation that I have with our partners. I learned so much and they're going to help us with this pivot, their help. They know it day in and day out because they're working with customers on what their challenges are or their opportunities are. And so what we learn from our partner community will only help us with this um acceleration to SaaS and subscription because that's where the market is going and uh and they'll learn from us as well because our sales team is learning things every day we're learning things every day and so it's really a two-way street of being a, a team which is what we do and we're just going to continue to learn to help with the complexities of our customers and help them move forward with their own moves to SaaS and subscription so so I have a, a an observation, right? Uh, which is for me, you know, as we move into SaaS, marketing tends to end up being a more critical part because it's it's no longer coming in with a salesperson and taking you down to the golf course in Monterey and like and closing a seven million dollar enterprise license deal. And we take the seven million and we go, hoo yay! And then you guys are the customers stuck the trying to use it, right? And then then, then the, the concept of shelfware shows up and uh, enterprise deals and the salesmen and the golf courses, all that. When you get into SaaS now, it's all about consumption. There is no longer bats like you can do an enterprise license deal, but unless they consume it, nothing is getting drawn down on that account. And doesn't that then mean that marketing and community and all these places become critical in the in the purchase flow and the consumption flow and the, the revenue generating activities? Yes, yes. And it's not just marketing. It is the holistic uh, company. It's marketing, it's customer success team. It's everyone that's helping our customers. But yes, absolutely, because we move into, hey, why are we using these products? We were sold these products. How can they help us? How can we help nurture our customers through their experience, um, whether it be uh, not using their uh, any of their products and why and how do we help? Or what is it that they need to do to be able to expand fast because of some reason? I mean, we're there to be able to help them explain um, their own with their own journey and our it's really our focus is to help our customers on this multi-cloud journey of their own we've been talking about digital transformation forever now or it feels that way um, and uh, everyone's doing it everyone's gone now into some mode or fashion of digital transformation but now it's really more focused on cloud their cloud journey using multi-clouds how are they going to do that? There's a ton of complexity that goes along with it. Uh, being able to consume those, that what they're doing, how we can help there. It all goes together. Uh, and we're doing things as far as a marketing organization to help better explain that to our customers. That is extremely important. And then, like I mentioned, the nurture part of this, the journey, it's not just the sale, selling point, as you pointed out, Eric. Right. This is how to help our customers through their entire journey and be with them to be lifelong partners. Sounds a little bit like marriage, 
but um, <laughs> have to be life lifelong partners together. Um, and that's what we want to do. And we want to help them be successful and help them leverage the power of their cloud and their transformation and how they can even run their own on-prem solutions that they've been doing and how to modernize that. Uh, and I'll just call it like a recent example is our vSphere Plus and vSAN Plus announcements. Great way to help our own customers move to SaaS and subscription based on, on their um, legacy models. And so there's just a lot that we're doing to help our customers. Yeah, that for me is an important point, which is, and I'm sure you got this at GitHub, which is you actually have to look at kind of upsell opportunities and advanced services to your SaaS because you get them signed up for SaaS, right? And maybe that's working for them. But then how do you do marketing to expose additional features that we, because now SaaS delivery is just, we don't send you a package, you install it, you learn it. Now it's just embedded in the SaaS service that once we a month, them. once a quarter. Yeah, and how sure. do you market to people that there are new features, there's new things they can do. And then if there's upsell opportunities, how do we do that? What is, it, it seems like that's a stretch for VMware because we just haven't ever had to deal with that. Yeah, and um, a little comparison to GitHub, right? When you're a developer, you're in GitHub. It's not a separate product. And so we have the opportunity um, at that point when I was working with them was to be able to educate, inform within our own product platform. We have some of that, but there's uh, but that's not as natural for us. Yeah, that's interesting because you said vSphere Plus and we had the vSphere Plus product teams in a couple of podcasts ago. And it is true. They Dave give you Moreau, a console now and ago. you are in the product now. It is truly a SaaS console that we can bring you in and then introduce you to capabilities versus vSphere, vCenter, you know, on-prem. You don't you're not really in the product. And the big thing is, is you don't want to interrupt people's everyday productivity. And that's what you have to keep in mind. Because from a marketing perspective, I'd love to market to people every single day, every which way right, possible. Right, right. But I also don't want to become um, a nuisance or an interruption yeah. to what they're doing. It, it and is, yeah. so that's, there is a, you have to balance that. Yeah, there, we always talk about that ourselves because we we work, we're marketers. We work in the marketing org, right? Marketing pays <laughs> our paycheck, right? And yet we're also seen as be careful, don't become marketers, right? And I'm certain at GitHub you had that in a big way because engineers, IT guys will live with marketers because they understand and, and they, they're sympathetic. Engineers are not sympathetic in that from that space. So you got to walk on a knife's edge. Um, yeah, you, you, uh, it's embracing. Right. It's embracing and, and working through it to understand. It's just it's another it's another audience. Right. And how do our engineers work? Where are they focus? What can we do to help them? Because marketing to them new capabilities will help them. That's not a nuisance. But how do you do it? So it's not too much or, in, like I said, interrupting what they're doing. So you've got to find that balance and be able to help. And I've also fig figured out, learned, um, I've been on a big listening tour that it is um, really helping our own customers understand what our full product portfolio is because people know us for a certain thing um, because we're really great at, at explaining our specific products. 
but across marketing, it is really more of a cross product portfolio that we're taking a viewpoint from sharing that with our customers, finding ways to do that. Even more important as we move into SaaS and subscription because our products are all moving that way. How can we help them? How can we help unify everything? How can we think about it from their multi-cloud perspective? And so that's all part of this transformation time. Nice. All right. We do have to change topics a little bit because we'll just run right out of time here uh, talking about GitHub and all that and uh, SaaS. But one of the things you've taken over now and you've gotten exposure to everybody, we've had some great meetings. You've had great meetings around the around the company now. Uh, now the question is, what are your top priorities for the second half of the year? And how can we as, you know, 2,600, the experts, as well as I think we have 14,000 in the advocacy tool. And I think we have 100,000 active people in the community engaging. What are your objectives for the back half of the year and how might we be able to help you accomplish those? Yeah, great question. Thank you for asking. I mean, I really think about this as being recognized as a multi-cloud in the multi-cloud category, helping our customers be leaders within their um, categories, all of us helping to really explain and embrace multi-cloud. This is where People are going. They are not just, uh, for the most part, standardizing on one cloud. Yes, there's exceptions, but all the customers we're talking to, it is, I'd say, I'm, I am not, don't have a factual stat, but probably 99% of customers are using multiple clouds, helping to inform and educate about what are the complexities around multi-cloud, uh, where does VMware help with that, um, and really helping to embrace our brand. The VMware brand is a loved brand, loved. And for all of us to embrace that and help just spread the word about the why VMware uh, is loved. And then also, also I'd say that we're really focused on our key strategic plays. Um, and we have areas that we're focused on there within modern apps and what we're doing with our uh, evolving with the cloud and um, and our anywhere workplace. So there is a lot around where we're focused as an organization. Uh, I'd say third, as far as priorities and focus for me is being customer centric. I think you've heard me talking about that for the last 20 minutes or so. Uh, that is extremely important. Have a customer view on everything because that's who we're serving and helping to be successful. Uh, and then it went together as one VMware uh, for all of us, for the team, for all of VMware, all winning together for the benefit of VMware. So those are really the, the big four priorities, the, the areas that I focus on with my own team when I talk with other teams about how we can be successful, how we um, intersect with each other as far as focusing. And I would ask of that help from our larger community to help us with all of it. So Matt, Lord, uh, you've been yeah, go ahead. That's what I was going to say. Matt, you, you talk to customers. You're a TAM. Uh, what do you think of that? You know, like, should we pick her apart? But go ahead, ask her some questions. Well, I, the community is so much a part of, of this environment as we, as we have talked about before. And 
within the ecosystem, we had previous methods of through whether that's through programs like VMUG Advantage, or now we are starting to transition possibly over to you know more test drive type activities and whatnot. As we move to more of these SaaS services, how is marketing going to help uh, facilitate the interaction with the average admin to get their hands onto those software, to some of those those components and, and whatnot out there that they previously may have needed to you know download and install on their own, right, on a, on a home lab or whatnot. As we're making those transitions over to a little bit more of a, of a SaaS service, how are we going to be out there to you know put this software out in those communities' hands so that they can get to touch and know and understand where it fits into the entire portfolio and then obviously eventually adopt that out there for their own enterprise. And yeah, maybe I'll, is- I'll add a piece to that, which is did GitHub try to solve this with their community? Was there, a, I mean, GitHub is free, so you can just go in and get sign up. But one of the challenges we had here is just how do we get these SaaS components out to the influencers to get them exposure to it? Yeah. Um, I would say it all start. It starts with the product, and that it starts with what we can offer, so people can try things easier. And that is work in progress. Uh, I can't say that it's solved today for everything, but definitely heard. And we can market it, but we don't want to market it if it's, if if people really can't just try it. And so that is work that's underway. Um, and Eric, to your question about comparison comparing to GitHub, very different because you can uh, get on and try for, for free, free and then right, build right, depending right. on, again, hobbyist. I kind of answered my own questions as I said yeah. it, right? I'm like, oh, wait, GitHub just doesn't. <laughs> so very different, yeah, but right. for VMware, it's important for us to be able to give an opportunity for people to be able to try. Um, and so that is on the roadmap to be able to keep uh, improving there. Yeah, I think that's a... It's an interesting space to, to discuss because GitHub did gener- create a free product, right? And if you're going to be a good solid SaaS marketing you know, group, having something that's free, that's a hook into your SaaS, and yes, you do have to spend money to, to keep that service up and running on a cloud somewhere, but then it does hook people into coming in, getting a free account set up, using it and then obviously upselling them into more valuable things, right? And I think VMware hasn't gotten there yet of, hey, there's a free vRealize thing that you can go in and do some small amount. And I look at ESX in the package space, we gave ESX away for free, but then if you want to manage it, you had to go buy a license for vCenter and vMotion and that stuff. And I think there is an opportunity for us to figure out some kind of entryway in for people. Microsoft did this in the old, uh, in 1985, I worked for Microsoft and Word came out and, um, you know, uh, WordPress, I think it was Word, not WordPress. uh, Gosh, it's been a long time. The other Word document editor at the time, I can't remember it, but what Microsoft did was they just started giving away free Word or giving away Word that had easy password breaking. So then you could you could actually, um, you know, get footprint in for free, then come back and upsell them licenses. Right. And so there there's this strategy in software has been around for a long, long time. And SaaS, it's the same model. So I think we have to figure out some of that. 
Yeah, you're right. The strategy has been around. It doesn't translate to everything. Not all of our products can uh, be offered that way, but there are good minds on this right now to be able to help to offer more to our customers to be able to try. Okay. All right. Um, back to how we can help. Um, I do have to, because uh, we're going to run out of time, transition to explore, right? And some of the things that you're wanting to get out of explore, right? I mean, it does take a village, right? And we do have a lot of people that end up going there. Uh, what are your hopes from uh, running explore in the US, in Europe? And now I think you're, we're, we're doing online in China, and then we're going to have some other ones throughout APJ as well. So what, you know, if I ask you, you know, if I could make, wave a magic wand and everything would be perfect with Explore, what would what would you like to see uh, come out of that? Well, I'm excited about Explore, and yes, it's only about five weeks away. But we have been doing things online for how many years now, and Explore is an opportunity to come and be together as a community, and that is really what it's about. It's You've, I've talked about it as being the center of the multi-cloud universe. Everyone uses the cloud. Come to, it's an opportunity to come together, have conversations, have that fist pump, elbow bump, handshake, whatever it is with the people that you have been trying to talk to over Zoom or scheduling meetings with and uh, doing those things with. The real life conversations, it's so nice to be able to have that. And we want to bring the community back together. Uh, and so we're excited. We're excited to have our longtime community there. We're excited to have newer people to VMware there. It's really something for all of our community to be together. I think it's going to be great um, to have people that can learn from each other, uh, whether it be the longtime vSphere customer talking to a newer Tanzu customer or whatever it might be, just to learn and hear from each other. That's what I want to see come out of VMware Explore. Uh, and it's over 600 sessions. So it really is something to help everybody. Uh, and, uh, and I'm excited to see everybody there um, and to do that fist pump or elbow bump or handshake or whatever it might be because that's what we miss. We miss the hallway conversations. We miss what you learn at a conference together, the hands-on labs that we can do for in-person support, the meeting you, right? I mean, this is your own community coming sure. together at yep. Explore. All of that is going to be happening. Well, I know that we have uh, almost 600 people signed up, uh, the experts to come to explore because they've signed up and registered for their their nook right so i know that it'll be fun we're going to get we'll, we'll have a party i know the vmug is having a party at the ping pong spin i think it's called spin we did that a couple of years ago as well so i think that's going to be fun we're laura we're going to invite you to that so you will get to come play ping pong if you got the if you got it open uh so we're excited about that there's a lot of things going on um matt i think you did have a question so i'll throw it back to you Laura, you referred to this as momentum season, right? We have Explore US, we have all of the other global events, we have obviously the, the Explore event over in EMEA, but I do have to say we have the French Grand Prix coming up at uh, Circuit Paul Richard, right? And on a certain race team, McLaren with Lando and uh, Danielle Ricard, 
uh, we're going to see our logo. Yes. So briefly, that's something, you know, F1, obviously, we had talked about music before within the community. F1, especially over for our European, both customers, partners, and employees, is a huge following. Can you speak a, briefly a little bit about our, our partnership there with McLaren and, and how that's, that's come about and where we see that going into 23? Yep. Well, we have customers in a community all around the world, and we want to be able to get to everybody as best as we possibly can. So we talked about Explore and the fact that we're in San Francisco, we're in Barcelona, and then we have different events happening in Brazil and throughout APJ, and we have an opportunity to reach even more people. And that's through things like the McLaren sponsorship, which we are very excited about. Uh, and it's another opportunity to share our brand with the world. And it's an opportunity um, to also um, just uh, have everyone talking together about VMware and F1 and McLaren and all the things that go together. And so we have our, our, our first showing is at the Grand Prix, the French Grand Prix. And you will see the VMware logo on the car. Very excited. We are at going to be included in multiple races this year. Uh, and then uh, in addition to that, um, maybe a couple surprises at VMware Explore and a few other things uh, to keep the momentum going. And then for fiscal year, or not fiscal year, sorry, calendar year 2023, uh, you'll see the VMware brand on all of the cars, on the two cars for all of the races and the driver kit and just really fun to be able to see us. There are so many McLaren and F1 fans out there. Uh, and if you haven't watched the Drive to Survive program on Netflix, boy, has that increased the knowledge and fans of everything F1 related. And so we're excited to be part of it. And McLaren's really a great partner to us uh, and fun to watch with really great racers. And uh, we're excited what we have in store with them. Sounds like a wonderful partnership. I'm sure we all can't wait to see what comes out of it. Yes. So, so yes. Matt, if I remember reading, and I don't know if you know this or if Laura knows this, but I believe they're going to be using some of our technology in their infrastructure, right, to, you know, monitor cars and do whatever they're, you know, there's management, there's things that happen, telemetry, whatever. And I think they're virtualizing all that using, you know, our, you know, vSphere, common stack, uh, you know, which 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 is kind of cool as well. So to Laura's point, that the amount of technology that goes into the entire yeah. F1 development from, you know, the initial build process, testing, during the racing, qualifying, is far none in the sports world, in, in my opinion. So to see that, that marriage of our technology strat stack driving that innovation with, with it and cutting edge and for what is, you know, will ultimately come down to hopefully to consumer vehicles is, is something special, it really is. And McLaren's investment with us, it, yes, it's just kicked off as far as uh, their technology that they are uh, investing with us. They are a true believer in uh, using our technology. This is every 
essentially every logo that you see on the McLaren car, McLaren is using that technology. Right. This is, they are buying that technology. This is really important for them and helping them. And it's no, not just the racer. It is all the technology that goes into the car, the data, the analytics, um, the network, all of that is so important to uh, what an F1 race is all about. Uh, and it goes to talk about partnership. It's, you know, its own community, the McLaren community, that papaya orange, everything. So there's a lot of similarities there as far as us building our own community. You know, I, I think what happened, Matt, is that they really wanted a discount on vSphere. So they're like, you know, we'll give you some stickers on the cars and stuff if you give us a discount, right? Like that's, that's it was really about vSphere. It wasn't about marketing. It wasn't about any opportunities. It's just like, you know. They just I wanted just, a discount just on wanted subscription discount. services. That's like all. Some, some salesman's like, yeah, I didn't know how we could get you that extra 5% off. You know, we can, uh, you know, if you let us use the McLaren logo on a couple of cars, oh, that'd be awesome. We get that. I think I'm laughing a little bit about your comment of a sticker on a car. Because I know. I am sure it's much more than a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, just uh, just remember, if you are coming to explore, we've got a sticker wall this year in the booth of uh, the blogger tables. We're gonna have slots for everybody's stickers. Uh, you can go to Sticker Mule right now, and you can get your sticker ordered. The, you can spend like a hundred bucks for like a uh, hundred stickers. They're pretty cheap. Go get your stickers made for your brand because Explore, we're going to have sticker exchange. And uh, maybe maybe we'll dig up some McLaren stickers, too, and put them on the sticker board just for fun. You know, because we know it's all just about stickers. It's all about stickers. All right, Laura, it, we're running out of time here. We're, we got five minutes left. And uh, we do live stream on YouTube. If you want to go check it out and give us a like and a follow, you can see what Laura looks like. And obviously, me and Matt see what we look like. Uh, so if you run into us uh, at Explore or anywhere else, you can say, hey, I saw you this is great say hello uh that'd be great um and because we're on uh youtube.com slash v barbecue uh we'll we will end up because it's lunch time here in california uh laura we always ask people like um do you do barbecue do you make barbecue eat barbecue and if you do you got california you must do some barbecue uh what is your favorite either barbecue to make or barbecue place so my husband does all the barbecuing and we do a lot of it We've got a smoker in our backyard. We've got a barbecue in our backyard. We have a, a lot of barbecue. My favorite is probably, um, I'll start with the smoked chicken that he's been experimenting with oh, lately because okay. it's just amazing. Uh, and then um, he does an amazing beer can chicken. So he's the barbecue. I cook everything else. Yeah. And uh, and my kids are the bakers. There's a running joke that there's a guy going, yeah, I'm going to do barbecue tonight, honey. And the, the the wife looks and goes, great. And they show like a million pots with her in the kitchen doing all the cute, cute the sides and everything and the the one the, the guy's out with a can of beer dumping it on chicken right like and that's all he does but uh beer chicken sounds great um i tell you this year in california this time of year brentwood corn is in and so we you know we go to the farmer's market in palo alto and we get uh we get you know 20 years of corn and we put them on the barbecue just in the hucks and then we burn them and barbecue them up and man the brentwood corn in season right now is just amazing so well i will say he also does this incredible my kids now do it apple cobbler that we do on I've the heard, smoker i've heard of that i've never that done is, it 
And then um, also just, we just did uh, peaches with a, a blueberry or boysenberry sauce on top of it. So we get a lot of use out of both our smoker and our barbecue. That's, that's awesome. Matt, what do you got for us? Any, any gas grilling out there? In Pennsylvania? Oh, you know, you mean my outdoor oven? Yes. One of the things that we did at, uh, over the past weekend was uh, zucchini. So zucchini nice. slices that were were just with a little bit of olive oil, uh, salt, and pepper, right onto uh, hot grill grates. Absolutely fantastic as a little bit of appetizer. And then we did shrimp and salmon. Uh, the salmon was on wood planks, so a little bit of that uh, cedar wood plank, and then the. Uh, Shrimp was just a simple brine and absolutely fantastic. Nice. Very nice. Matt, I'll let you close out with Laura. You can do the uh, standard questions to end the show. Laura, if a community member would want to follow along with the things that we always ask out there on the social media facets to see, you know, announcements, your career development, or anything that's going on from the marketing organization within VMware, are you out there on socials? And would you mind sharing with that with our community as our whole? I am. You can find me on Twitter at Laura Heisman. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So very easy to find me. I have a great pride in that Heisman last name of mine. All right. So uh, you can find me out there. All right. At Laura Heisman, L-A-U-R-A-H-E-I-S. M-A-N. Go give her a follow and I'm sure she'll follow you back. That's awesome. Cool. And uh, Thank you, Laura. We really appreciate you taking the time out of what I'm sure is a very busy uh, VMworld Explorer and Momentum Season season. to spend an hour with us this this afternoon. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much, Matt and Eric. Thank you. That was awesome. Okay, guys, uh, we'll be back again next week, as always, every Wednesday, 12 to 1. Uh, Until then, everybody get, get some good barbecue and have a great rest of your week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.